My name is Pete V from Blood Rider Roses, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. One, two, three, the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Ooh, the Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. Nice. So I'm Bruce. This is my partner, Rena. I appreciate it. Hi, Bruce and Rena. Thanks for having me. Hey, so I got a quick question right off the bat, okay? Listen yeah. to listen to the music, talking to you. What do you so what do you hate so much? What are you so pissed off about? <laughs> nah, you know what it is? I mean, I think that for us, music is is a venting point, you know? I don't think that we're really we're not we're not angry people. Well, my drummer's an angry person. <laughs> 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 my drummer matt he's an angry person he plays the drum and i guess you want your drummer in a metal band to be uh, a little bit angry um but no i think that it's just you know this music is is very cathartic and this is you can let out everything in your life that is pissing you off right and and so no i'm not i'm generally a pretty happy guy uh i i write most of the lyrics for the band um and but you know but when it comes to writing these songs you just uh this music brings out all the stuff in your life that pisses you off <laughs> and so i 100 percent agree and we talk about this a lot on the show this you know heavy music especially extremely heavy music is very very cathartic but when yeah. you're when you're writing these songs and then eventually you know letting your family listen to them are you ever feeling like holy shit i said too much or i've you're too vulnerable or i put too much of myself in there they might think something else no, my family knows me well enough to know that I got these two sides to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they, they know that I'm a pussycat, you know, with people I love. But they also know that I got a temper and I can get really pissy when with uh, components of my life that are, I'm not happy with. So it doesn't surprise them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my anger management issues are widely known. That's right. That's right. Therapy. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, for me, I, I always tell people that if you're if you're part of my team, my tribe, you got nothing to worry about. It's the people that are pissing me off. Those are the people that get here. Hear my wrath. So here's what I'm going to say. Right. They're going to fall to the hate. See what I did there? That, there. I like it, Bruce. I like it. You got it, man. Exactly. Exactly. What was it like writing this record? Did you guys all write it together? So what I do, uh, I, as the lead singer, I, I tend to write the skeletons of the songs, you know, um, because I've, melodically I have to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, it's just easier that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I leave a lot of room for the other three guys to add a lot. And they do add a lot um, in, the, in the final product. So, um you know, I could tell you that, that an idea that I bring to the band by the time it goes through the other three guys sounds radically different. And that's good. That's exactly what I want, you know. Um, so I still look at us as equal contributors. I mean, that's the way I look at them. I mean, that's the way I feel. Um, you know, the process, you know, I, I don't when we get into being creative and writing new stuff, stuff, we don't overly think about, you know, what do we want to say this time? I mean, I think the songs determine what they're going to say. You know what I'm saying? You write something and and you get a vibe from it. And it's like the song tells you what the lyrics need to be. 
if that makes any sense you so know you don't, you don't approach writing then with a like a theme or a something in mind you just approach it the songs for the song's sake and then let them write themselves out does that make sense yeah yeah i do that and i mean i knew that i want I mean, this album is funny. We talked about catharsis. I knew that this album was going to be, that was the theme for this. You know, it was like, just let out everything that's uh, pissing us off, you know, and just kind of talk about that and use it as a venting point. And that's what we did. You know, I, I don't know if we'll do that on, on any future recordings, but that certainly was the, what we did for this one. Okay. Rena? Well, please list those things. What what kind of things trigger you? You know, yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, I I'm also a parent, so I mean, we have we have a song, um, "Darkest Soul" on the album, where it's about uh, you know what's going on with the priests and the pedophilia, and as a as a parent, you know. Um, I think of that and what I would do if that happened to one of my kids and I'd probably be in a red jumpsuit uh, in some prison. Can I interrupt uh, for a second? They would fall yeah. to the hate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just pissed. So for me, it's, it's, and, and I actually know three people who were subject to in church pedophilia. <laughs> um, and so it's something that's pretty close to me. So it's very easy for me to, with that those lyrics poured out of me it's just like you know um so that that was a more specific one i mean a lot of our lyrics is also but a lot of the our, our lyrics are also about you know it's like the world's telling you you can't well you know fuck that excuse my french i don't know no, if i please. can curse on here yeah um but you know no you know you got one life you gotta you gotta take it by the horns and you just gotta do it and uh, so it's not all anger. There's also that kind of like um, resilience in the face of negativity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Very you much know? so. Yeah. Yeah. And just start turning that sort of destructive energy into something constructive and something you can. Absolutely. Use. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's that's definitely what I, I do. I mean, I'm not look, we we. <laughs> I know that there's, you know, ba some bands out there that like kind of take the metal as this whole like talk about evil, you know. Um, I, I, for me, it's more. I feel like I always looked at metal. My favorite metal bands like Killswitch Engage uh, is one of Very my personal right? favorites. You know, I mean, they're yelling and they're screaming, but what they're talking about is is you know is that same thing. It's it's very positive. It's it's or they're letting out an emotion of sadness or a frustration or whatever. That's what I look at. You know, in terms of what I want to represent and what I write about. So, yeah, Jesse is very very positive in all. Yeah, and all Howard his music, was too. Post yeah, Howard was too. Howard was too. I mean, Rose of Sharon to me. I mean. That song by Killswitch Engage, uh, you know, if people who didn't like, you know, thought metal music was all about evil, I like, I take them, I go, read these lyrics, <laughs> read the lyrics, and, and then you tell me that, you know, metal music is all about evil and the devil and whatever, and I'm like, you know, those, those lyrics can make you cry if you read them, you know, so it's, uh, anyway, so it's, it's, I just think metal can be a lot of different things, it doesn't have to be one thing. Oh, I 100% agree. No, and even like it's it's such a 
like juvenile way to to look at it. Like it's evil. Totally. Like it, it, our, our horror movies evil. Our Scott the sci-fi movies evil because those right. are the stories right. that are like right told. And I, and I know there there are like a bunch of people who would say yes, <laughs> yes they are. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're wrong. They're wrong, yeah. and I'm the person to tell them that. But uh, but yeah, it's it's just like it's it's like. Tippy, what was her name? Tipper Gore, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All these, yeah. Like, <laughs> crazy. No, totally. Look, I mean, you're yeah. always gonna have bands like you know, Behemoth and Ghost and whatever who kind of use that, right? It, it, who use that, you know? But look, that's those are death metal bands, and that's kind of like their whole artistic lane, you know. But I, that's fine. That's what they do, and that's cool. And they do what they do. But I mean, but that's only one avenue of metal, you know. It's not the whole picture, right? So, and like Rena said, though, it's not much different than you know half of these Annabelle movies or any of those horror. Movies. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's the same shit. Exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Music is storytelling. It's a show, for fuck's sake. You know? Oh, totally. <laughs> Like Ghost, for instance, you can't really think that those people go then backstage and sacrifice babies to save oh, them. Totally, totally. You know, it's it's like it doesn't much differ from the ABBA musical, like this. Other than the, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're right. <laughs> like, it's a show. You're right. Songs to people. They're playing with with this visual. Yeah, they're they're creating this visual and they're kind of joking on it, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I'm like, you know, it's it is what it is. But I think that everything has its spot, everything has its place. But uh, I, I definitely know what we, you know, what we're about, you know, and it's kind of that catharsis, you know, and yeah. screaming at you know, this is what we are, and being optimistic and positive, and trying to put a positive vibe or spin on all the crap we have to deal with every day, right? right. Are you guys planning on taking this out on the road? So it's inter- funny that you mentioned that we uh, right now, I can't really get into specifics right now, but there is a, we are being considered to uh, be a support act for a leg of a tour right now. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll have more news on that in the next six weeks. Um, we're in negotiations with the band or the, it's a, a well-known band. Um so yeah, we'll know more about that in the next few weeks. Um, you know, but generally, look, I'm gonna be honest, we are we cherry pick the shows that we do to make get the most value out of it. You know, we're you know, our attitude is is that um, you know, when you're an up-and-coming band and you're not widely widely known yet, you're trying to get in front of as many people as possible. Right. So we look always look for national acts to open for um and, and bands where we know we're gonna be playing for uh, the most amount of people we possibly can. We recently opened up for OTEP. Um, we, I, I, I can tell you that we have a, a gig coming up in the fall. I, I don't know when this is going to air. This is not live, right? This, no, it's not it, live. Okay. Well, tomorrow it's going to be announced that we're going to be opening up for a show for Flotsam and Jetsam. Oh, nice. Um, so you know, so we've we've had some some pretty cool shows um uh that you know we've done recently um yeah so we're just trying to get on the biggest shows we can <laughs> no that makes sense 
Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. I know you said you're a parent. How do you uh, how do you balance all of this? Then you know, obviously, you probably work a regular job as well as the, yeah, and then you know, a tour. How do you manage everything? It ain't easy. <laughs> That's for sure. It, you know, it's 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 you know, it's a, it's a lot of discussions with the wife and my kids are getting a little older now, so it's not as much of an issue. They're not little anymore. Uh, which is good because that, but some of the members of our band have young kids still like five and six years old. So it's harder for them. Right. Um, and as you guys know, I mean, it's not just metal the, the whole touring industry right now is crap, you know? And oh, when I say yeah. crap, it's just in terms of artists getting screwed left and right, getting paid a pittance, the expenses are up. The payout is low down. It really is concerning. I gotta be honest, not just for right. me, but just, you know, if you're not the top 10% of touring bands right now, you're, you're, it's hard. It's really hard. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, it's, it's a little bit, something's going to have to change. I don't know who's going to change it, but it's got to change. It's definitely rough. We were just talking to uh, guys in bad marriage about 15, 20 minutes ago. And we were talking about the venues now taking a lot of venues, taking like a yeah. of your profits from the yep. from merch. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, and, and you think about it, you know, <laughs> bands used to make of their money for, for the kids in the audience, you know, been off of their album sales. Well, I mean, Spotify has, has completely wiped that out. And I mean, bands, I mean, it was funny. I don't know if it was Doc. I, I'm trying to think who it was, Doc Coyle or something like that, talking from Bad Wolves or 10,000 downloads amounts to like a thousand bucks. Jesus. Okay. Not the 10,000. 10, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let me go back. I, I said I said that wrong. 10 million streams is what I meant to say. I apologize. 10 million streams on Spotify amounts to like a thousand dollars. That's now think about, think about that for a second, you know, and those kids who are now, or people who used to in the old days buy a $10 record are now, and, and which would put, you know, significant amount of money into the artist's pocket. That's gone. Right. You know, and now these guys, the only place that, that a band makes money is touring live. And now the, 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 the label, the management, the lawyer, the venue, everybody's got their hand in the cookie jar. And gas prices you know? are up. Gas prices are up. So it's like, it's like you know, look, I, I mean, it, it's not about being rich. It's about can you feed yourself? <laughs> right it's changed totally can, can you pay your rent you know i mean i think if people knew how many big bands there were out there who, who, big bands not us i mean for me my band's my level it's no surprise but bands big bands where they get off the road and they still have members who are going to get day jobs just to make money so that they can go back out on tour i mean there's a significant amount of bands still having to do that you know and Anyway, it is what it is, I guess, right? So what do you guys have planned next? And I know you said you've got this uh, couple shows coming up, possibly the other, but are you planning on touring the rest of the, the year out? 
Yeah, yeah. So we're going to keep on supporting. Um, you know, look, we, we have a network of, of promotions, pr- promotional companies we work with and that we're in touch with then they know what you know what our goal is so they're you know we're our goal is to get on you know little legs of different tours uh appropriate tours um to support the album you know and um so you know we have a lot of irons you know things in the irons in the fire as the saying goes but um but this one i mentioned before is is pending so the this uh i know hopefully i would just tell people that we you know our website is bloodredroses.com we're on facebook we're on youtube we're everywhere you could every social media platform you can find us uh and uh and you know and once we have firm firm plans we were we're all we're gonna you know list it on all of our social media gotcha rena uh <clears throat> fuck i got all lost there <laughs> i was thinking about oh hold on let me let me let me iphone 5 was iphone 5 just kept on rambling and i, I made arena just kind of like that's you know. right when you yeah, said blood red roses though i want to correct just to make sure everybody knows it's b-l-u-d that's right yeah yeah, yeah. that's actually a really important distinction to make thank and, you um, for saying that yeah yeah because then there's there's actually like a song by the same name. Yes, there? there is. There is. Is is there any connection to your choice of band? No, 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 there was <laughs> no, there wasn't. We were just trying to figure out something that it, I'm gonna be honest, when we started the band, we weren't really sure what we were gonna be. You know, we weren't sure if we were gonna be more like a heavy rock band or be a metal band. Um, and because we, we like both kinds of music, I mean, I would say if I'm using Sirius XM as an example, you know, we weren't sure if we wanted to be an octane band or if we wanted to be a liquid metal band, you know. Um, and I think we started out thinking we'd go more the octane kind of hard rock band first, but then the more we were writing and the more we were playing, we we're like, no, we want to be heavier than this, <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair so, enough. so you know, so we're we're kind of leaning more now towards being a more liquid metal kind of a band, which is more pure metal. Right. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question, but it does. It does. But why the sprinkle of German on there with the blood? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. You know, I, my my father used to live in Germany, so uh, my parents are European. I'm I'm uh, my parents were both off the off the boat Hungarians. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, they came. They came back in the fifties uh, when things were not great in Europe, right? Uh, and they were looking for a new life. So yeah, I speak fluent Hungarian. So oh, wow, go figure. Not a lot of people walking around who can say that, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm in Finland actually, so you know. Oh, nice! Hello, Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just I was funny. I was just watching some uh, some footage of Metallica's show, I guess, a month or so ago in Finland. And it looked like oh, it was really? an amazing, amazing show. Yeah. Yeah, people Big were kind of happy. I, I guess uh, I wasn't there. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it looked like a great show. It was a good one. I think they did Sweden. Like, yeah, they did that too. Yeah. 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 Probably. Anyway, you taking the time, man. Thank you so much That's, for joining us. I really appreciate it, Rena and Bruce. Thanks for having me. Hey, good luck with the record. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Me too. Thanks, guys. Bye.
Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Ani DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.